It's the cold early morning of January 16th, 2016, the due date of our first child. Devika just emerged from another three-hour meditation, preparing herself for labor. And I really felt like around my spine, and all these opening, and under the ribs, block is releasing, um, hip, I felt it's creating a space. And in my second chakra, I felt I was doing self-healing. Then I tried to move my hand or try to join my hand. And it uh, wasn't possible to do that physically because the energy I felt around my second chakra was like relief. I felt relieving the pain and then dark energy. I felt my body supporting naturally, um, giving me comfort. This wonderful journey inside my body that not allowing me to think anything else. And I really became one with the baby, how baby is moving. And I really hope the baby will come today. You have heard the phrase, a mother's love, or the love of a parent. But what few parents will tell you is how unprepared you are to experience a new, truer love that is so intense it literally changes the way you see the world. Colors are more vivid, sensations are more visceral. Becoming a parent is having a filter put over your eyes, ears, and heart. A dynamic new perspective on life, the universe, and everything. I am Hamilton Pevick, and this is American Immigrant, Episode 5, How to Escape a Caesarean Section, Part 3, The Conclusion. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes about my wife and I navigating the Nepali health system, go back and listen to them now. In this conclusion, we speak to one more doctor who manages to give us hope. We embrace the inevitable, and in the last minute, decide to do something completely different. We are three days past our due date. Devika is showing signs of early labor. When I look at her, I see the divine, the mother goddess, a brave, beautiful, round woman, the doorway to life, true, undeniable divinity. With all that love also comes a kind of sweet harshness. On the one hand, there's the glory, and on the other, the guts. The date is January 19th. We are in the taxi on our way to see the doctor. Actually, during the day, I felt uh, difficulties to walk, and I felt for the first time that um, pressure, baby uh, pressure trying to move down. While I was walking, then I felt uh, like uh, some uh, weight, and then I thought, like, 
um, maybe it's pee. But then I wa want to make sure what it is. And then when I went to the toilet before peeing, then I um, used napkin. And then uh, later I saw um, blood. It was mix of uh, blood and water. We arrive at our primary doctor's office. It is clear that she wants us to admit to her hospital. She gives Devika a 2% chance of a natural birth. I'm UNB convinced that is not required for me because I have seen clinically, I have given my opinion, I have written my opinion here. But still, if somebody is not convinced, they want to take trial, they want to see it, then it's okay. So just let me let me reiterate to, to make sure I understand. You uh, the, the the head hasn't dropped. Yes. And uh, this is um, in your opinion, this is. Uh, this is not in favor of normal delivery. Other thing also, engagement of head also and the movement and softness of mouth of uterus also, cervix also is not very favorable. If you want to take trial, you just see, today you see, till evening you see how much is the pain, you decide on yourself or you follow my advice, whatever you do. If I have doubt, if I have little chance of this, then I make the patient wait to give trial. Otherwise, if clear cut, clinically clear cut things are there, then I, I cannot give trial just for the sake of track. Well, you know, she's been doing yoga for 25 years, mm. and she's very physically healthy. Okay, if you, if you don't uh, trust me and if you want to wait, then you can wait till our date of delivery. It's not a matter of trust. Yeah. It's a matter of, of doing an operation when it's necessary, not just because it's easier. Because it is necessary because her age is 39 at the first pregnancy. Yeah, but there's no reason just because she's old that okay, it's going to... Okay, then you wait for the this thing, you do one hemoglobin and platelet count. We are returning from our primary doctor and riding in a taxi. I feel kind of shitty, but I know I have to keep recording. The doctor has left us both feeling more confused and disheartened. And uh, so doctor was a little bit uh, angry with me and saying like, you didn't come when I told you and you calling me when you need. And then I made a mistake, but uh, okay, what I do now? And then she said, if it is continue bleeding, then I should uh, go and have ultrasound and they don't have that service uh, emergency ultrasound through this uh, little having little bit of blood is not enough to say I am going through labor and I saw you Hamilton and uh, my sister and sister-in-law uh, very uh, relaxed and experienced and giving me advice and that gave me very comfortable feeling confident feeling so that's why I want you to try your best to remain this, to support me. As I listen to this, I'm reminded that I need to be supportive at all costs. I need to check my ego, my feelings, and just be present and ready to help in whatever way that I can. But that is not what I am doing. The pressure and the strong emotions get to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about your health or the baby's health at this stage, you know? I mean, according to their advice, everything is normal and uh, only that the head hasn't dropped into the correct position for birthing. But that's God, that can still happen over the next few days, that or even even few also. even few weeks. Mm. But I have to admit that I feel regret for questioning the doctor in the office there. I feel like uh, I didn't do either of us any good by questioning her advice. I don't think I'm going to win any favors with the doctor if I'm there, because it's difficult for me to trust the doctor. And mostly that comes from the way she talks. You know, she, she pretty much said, if you don't listen to me, then it's not my problem. So why, why, did, you, why did you decide to leave, leave the hospital? Uh, but I answered already. Well, you, not really. You said, you said maybe it was the, you said it was the mental fear. Yeah, because I'm confused, you know, like, uh, I'm really confused. Even if I get stressed or angry or frustration and uh, things find difficult to challenge, uh, difficult to explain, I would like you to maintain calm and relax. Yeah, because uh, last night I got a little bit of... Uh, worry because I didn't go to doctor when she advised me to come. I thought I was making things worse last night by asking questions and trying to help but I seemed like everything I said just made you more frustrated. But just to be clear you were frustrated with me because I didn't bring the plastic home. Yeah, that w that is also one of the reasons because you told me you will buy and then... Um, and then I tried to go get it on foot and you said don't go, take the scooter, but the scooter wasn't there. Yeah, we... Yeah, I don't know what to say. Mm. Well, I'll go, I'll get the phone number for Se Sewak Hospital. Devika's making a stinky face at me right now. She just scrunched up her face as if that was the worst idea I've ever no, had. It's not about worst idea, but I feel like, okay, um, uh, you can do that, but uh, I just feel like I want to... Uh, now you know like this is my first experience and I do have some kind of mental fear also but at the same time I trust I just want to tr trust my body also so that's why yeah you but can don't you want another opinion don't you want to I thought you were saying you wanted to go yeah. get another ultrasound and another doctor yeah so so but not at Sewak hospital I, I need you to come with me. There's okay. no point in me going alone, dear. Yeah, you can... Uh, we can go. 
no problem. At this point, it's hard to feel good about our options. We go to a fourth and final doctor to get another opinion. Okay. And this new doctor changes everything. Six weeks to laser, and you are the most reliable ultrasound will be the earliest one. Okay, the earliest one at the six weeks and five days time. So, according to that, the machine also calculate on its own, and it says that it is on 25th of the January. Okay, today is the 19th. Okay, so you don't need to worry. You did not need not to worry, and it keeps on changing. Did you hear that? Our due date is wrong. We or maybe they miscalculated. So this narrative, our primary doctor was telling us about being late and having a 2% chance for a natural birth is all bullshit. So that is the general idea also. So let her to go for the normal labor till it progresses. Okay, if there is something goes wrong, then we have to discuss again. We are not going to do anything much more, okay, except just to support and the help only. We are not going to intervene anything. It feels like this doctor is being supportive and encouraging. As we speak, I am feeling cautiously optimistic. But what of my presence in the labor room? Check, okay, this is the blood, the hemoglobin sugar and the platelet okay if this we decide basic. if we decide to labor here okay will i be allowed in the delivery room uh most of the time we don't if you want to be there you can okay i would very much like to be there. even after she says yes I can hardly believe it, and I nervously click my pen. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But in your culture and in your practice, the father is allowed to with the mother. But here we have something uh, different culture. Even in front of husband, the women are shy and they don't want to be the indigents. But if you want to be with her, so uh, you can. And just like that, I cast my vote for this doctor and this hospital. Grinning at Devika, I can tell she is thinking the same thing. And sometimes what will happen? The father gets giddy or discomfort. He feels more pain. Even sometimes they fall down. Mm. Or sometimes they feel very bad. Well, I just want to be there to hold her hand and offer emotional support. That's true. Chances That's are okay. I won't That's be watching That's where why. the action is. Okay, that, that we don't mind. That we don't mind. And even that we... There is a particular kind of tension I feel while waiting for my first child to be born. Even in the moment, I know I can handle it with more grace. But I still have a lot of learning to do. Devika takes my ignorance in stride. So, how are you feeling now? What's, what's going on in your mind and in your body? I find difficult to walk and I feel I'm going I'm having labor, labor process. Have there been any signs of labor? Yeah, because I feel um, like my hips op uh, like opening, a lot of movement on my back and my legs, around my legs. 
But no water breaking, no blood. No blood, but I feel one water, one time, water breaking. Oh no, it, it only breaks once and it's a big mess. No, but uh, they, they said it comes little by little also. Well, in, in my tradition, they recommend that you, that you do move around to induce the labor at this stage. Yeah, but here they give hot oil massage. <laughs> so you so want to write? You I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to grab that chance while I'm at, at home. W what are you going to do? <laughs> Sister already prepared hot oil. And she will give me massage. So, so you want to ride in the taxi, greased up? Mm. <laughs> you don't think we should just go to the hospital now? Uh, I can wait a little bit, and then I can have my massage, and I will know more, one hundred percent that I am going through labor. So you're not, you're not one hundred percent sure. Yeah, it's not. It's confusing for me. So I will see next few minutes what will happen. After waiting at home for two days, it is about 10 p.m. on January 21st when we decide to go to the hospital. We load up the truck with bed sheets, blankets, food supplies, changes of clothes, mattresses, hot water thermoses, pretty much anything we can think of that we will need at the hospital. We have about 20 bags with us. I see that the headlights on our truck aren't working and my friend Robin quickly rewires them before we leave. I will never forget that slow ride across town to Fishtail Hospital. I held Devika in my arms, chanting mantras quietly. No one spoke. The sixth floor maternity ward was mostly empty. Our room is what they call a shared cabin, but we have it all to ourselves. The room is simple and clean. There are burn marks on the walls from where the electricity surged. Devika takes the bed near the window, and I make camp adjacent to her. Being a husband in the room, all the nurses were looking at me strangely. I can read the questions on their faces. The head nurse approaches me. So th these are all different antibiotics? Only one antibiotic mm -hmm. is for contraction, severe contraction. To make more to, contraction? Yeah, to direct cervix. To, yeah. You want to you wanna take that there? Doctor orders to uh, iron inject. Uh, but it's her choice. Do you want to induce the contractions? I think it's better because this is, I don't know, it may last many Okay. And what about painkillers? I don't know. Okay. No painkillers? No. No painkillers? Yeah. <laughs> For the next eight hours, Devika's contractions were on a timer, consistently narrowing the gaps every hour. Her wails followed me in and out of consciousness as I tried to stay out of the way and ready for anything at the same time. Three nurses standing around Devika. 
They injected her with an antibiotic and now they're gonna give her a uh, something to induce the contractions and dilate the cervix. She is in a lot of pain, trembling, shaking all over and moaning and looks very, very uncomfortable. They were pretty surprised when uh, she agreed to not have any painkillers. <coughs> However, the crying baby that I can hear is somehow comforting. So, how far has she progressed? How far has she dilated now? In normal. In one, in two hours, one centimeter. So, she's been doing this It's now. very good. That cervix, on the cervix, mm. that mouth is so soft, mm -hmm. so good. Open is like the six centimeter. Now, six centimeters? Yeah. Wow. It needs four centimeter to deliver baby. Good <laughs> At about 7 a.m., it is time to move to the labor room. As it turns out, the gynecologist that we spoke to, the reason we are at this hospital, is not the doctor on duty tonight. But he lets me in to witness my child's birth. The head doctor is speaking in both English and Nepali. There are two active nurses and four student nurses watching and learning. Pre-dawn light comes in through the eastern window and I am chanting Om. Please. Okay. 
Next one, we're gonna do it, okay? Next one's coming. Big pushes, big pushes. Next one. Big push, dear, big push. You can do it, you can do it. Here it comes. Oh, the head's out, dude. Head is out. Push, 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 push. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, you did it. Oh, my God. There's our boy. What is it? What is it? It's a girl. It's a girl. Hello, Lisa. Welcome. Lisa Wangmo Pevik was born at 7.47 a.m. January 22nd with the first rays of the sun. Contrary to everything leading up to this moment, there were no complications. Of course, the doctor won't let us go before he shares how impressed he is. This is a brave job. 39 years, delivery, vaginal, normal, 3.6, 5 kg baby. Have you ever seen anything like this before? No, after... In prime, first baby, 35 years, worldwide. If you go in America and ask your gynecologist, my wife, 39 years, she gave birth of baby, personally, first time. They will be surprisingly how. Yeah. I'm very proud of her. Yeah. <laughs> Due to her brave. Yeah. And 20 years of yoga, I think, helps. Yeah, 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 yoga, yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that he charged us double price because I am white. So how do you escape a cesarean section? There is no one answer. The mixture of my inner rebel can be at odds with medical science. But in an environment of overprescription, it is faith in God, the body, and love that help to escape going under the knife. Perhaps it was baby Issa's influence on everything. Perhaps it was mine and Devika's collective stubbornness that got us into the labor room. I have faith in biology. I have faith in the natural order. As harsh and unforgiving as it can be, it has been that way for millennia. Who am I to doubt it? It is now one year since Isa was born. Parenthood is full of secrets and surprises. Nothing can compare to the giant and intense spectrum of emotions that I have experienced and shared with Devika and our amazing daughter. I don't care if love is just a biological imperative to prevent me from eating my baby. I have a new understanding of love that words fail to embrace. 
I have come to know that love is a growing expansion of wholeness, with levels and nuances. It is a blanket that you can wrap around yourself and the whole world. It is the force between celestial bodies and earthly bodies that drives us to breathe, expanding and contracting. Love is the fuel of the cosmos and the only purpose for being. Thank you for listening. This episode was written and produced by me, Hamilton Pevick, co-produced by Nisha Bremner. American Immigrant theme music was written and performed by Brian Albert Planis. Next time on American Immigrant, how do you rebuild a village that's been destroyed by an earthquake?